0: Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, And welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 8, episode 184. I am Sanjay Park,
1: And I'm Adam Walker, and we're so glad to be with you today. This episode, because we can, is brought to you by our new <laughs> software platform, Together Letters. If you want to stay connected to the important groups in your life, Check out togetherletters.com. We use it for family, friends, work groups, colleagues, all kinds of things. It's internal groups, all
0: kinds of, all, all yeah. kinds of good stuff. And it's getting better every week. We keep yep. rolling out new releases, kind of on an ongoing basis. Um, some new features that uh, users request, uh, we sneak those in there. Uh, and other times things that we know about that uh, need to get better. And we make sure that we take care of those. So That's uh, right. come and join us. It's going to be better by the time you hear this, and it's going to be better than that uh, a week after you join us. So it just
1: gets better and better all the time. And speaking of better and better, we got some great articles and actually quite a few weird and wacky ones, uh, all of which I'm very amused by. So listen, we're going to talk about YouTube. We're going to talk about the government because, I mean, how can you not? Volts. Wagon, Zoom, Spotify, Toyota, the Girl Scouts, and of course Weird and Wacky, and our Tech Rex at the end. So don't make. So make sure not to miss that. So let's get started. YouTube TV removed from Roku Channel Store amid Google contract dispute. So this is kind of
0: a big deal. Yeah, and this just. Happened. This article just happened today Yeah, uh, when we're recording this. This is Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. Earlier in the week, it was impending, and I tagged that article. Yep. And then today saw, oh, no, it happened. And at first, I had thought that this was YouTube, uh, but it's not. It's YouTube, YouTube TV. TV. Yeah, it's the so, TV service, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of freaked out my wife a little bit because I said, ah, oh, YouTube might be leaving Roku. She was like, what? Um, because she uses it uh, for various things and, yeah. and watches YouTube regular YouTube videos. But then reading this, it's like, oh, it's it's YouTube TV, which we don't have. And if you already have it installed on your account, on your Roku, it's not going to go away for you. Right. So that's good. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so a couple of interesting things about this. It, apparently, it's not a money dispute. It's about yeah. YouTube TV wanting some specific search things to happen and stay within YouTube TV and, and kind of split the search out in Roku. And they're requesting upgrades to Roku hardware that Roku is saying will cost more money and therefore will make all of their devices cost more and then we'll price them out. Uh, it'll, it'll separate the pricing from the Roku versus the Chromecast, which is kind yeah. of interesting.
0: So, so yeah, to, to be clear, this is not really YouTube asking for this. It's it's Google slash Alphabet, the right. parent company yep. of YouTube. So they are flexing their muscles to basically get leverage on other folks. I am, I'm a little surprised by this, honestly, like have they not learned that they are under so much scrutiny for anti-competitive practices? This just reeks of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, like Roku is, is positioning all of this as if it's anti-competitive, right? Because that's, what's going to play well in the press. They know that. And so there you go. But Google slash alphabet should have known that as well. And not a good no, look. It's not it's I not going to go
1: it's not a good look. You can't do it. Speaking of a not a good look, uh this next article Scoop Telecom goes to war with New York over low income broadband law. So this is <laughs> like I, I read the title. By the way, thought, this is not
0: Scoop Telecom, it's Scoop. Scoop Telecom, telecom. goes yeah. to war. Uh and so the Telecom Trade Associations associations are going to war over this. Yeah.
1: So I I read the title and I thought really they're really that stupid. Like that's really what they're going to do. <laughs> yes, they are. You you are correct. They are. Uh, there's there's no positive PR here. You're just, I mean it, like there's no win and it's such a it's such a marginal thing that it just makes no sense whatsoever other than, it's like it's like I mean it's like saying like hey, I'm against puppies. You know like I'm against puppies everybody. I, everybody hate me. I mean like no, nobody's against puppies.
0: Yeah, this is uh hey we are making uh, millions upon billions of dollars in profits, but we don't want to have uh, low-cost uh, internet access for uh, lower-income people. We don't think that's right, uh, but don't mind our bank accounts that are massive and huge. Makes no um, sense. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, it's not okay, and hopefully... Uh, with this lawsuit, then it'll come through that New York can do this. And then hopefully it'll open up the floodgates uh, kind of throughout everywhere else. Something that is opening up the floodgates here in Atlanta, which is kind of awesome um, PDI, which is a, a company, PDI Software, has acquired fuel savings app Gas Buddy, opening up a new promotion channel for retailers and CPGs. Uh, I tag this only because this is an Atlanta story. And it's kind of awesome now that Gas Buddy is a. Atlanta company, or it's yeah. owned by an Atlanta company. Yeah, I love um, it. So, yeah, welcome to Atlanta, I, Gas Buddy.
1: I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I
0: think we've recommended Gas Buddy in the past we as a uh, tech rec, too.
1: We, though, um, now that I don't really Drive that much. I don't really pay that much attention to gas, but but nonetheless, we have recommended in the past. It is a good yeah. service,
0: a good app. It's great. Yeah, so. I I think in the future it'll uh it'll come back again too as we start driving yeah. more and more and things get back to normal. I look forward to using GasBuddy. Um, and now with the additional knowledge that it's Atlanta-based data as well. Uh, yeah. But I think there's interesting things that are going on over at PDI. Um, you don't hear about them that often. I think in the circles that we run in. Mm-hmm. But uh, by acquiring GasBuddy and all of the data that is crowdsourced and available through that, um, I think there's probably some really interesting things that are gonna be coming in the future. And congratulations to the folks that founded Gas Buddy. I'm sure they made out uh, pretty well with this exit.
1: I would, imagine. I would imagine. So speaking of apps, this new app lets you turn anything and everything into, and you guessed it people, we're gonna talk about this on the show, an NFT. So if you need an NFT, there is now an iPhone app that will convert create this for you on the blockchain for free. And I have not downloaded it or tried to use it at all, but I just found it fascinating. And in particular, actually, so, so there's one thing. So basically they're saying you can use this to, to make anything into an NFT. So if you need to like document something somehow, you can do that. So, so I want to quote from this article. It says the app... Is a space where ideas can be shared, quote, confidentially and hesitation-free without having to lawyer up. In other words, it's like that old trick of sending yourself a certified letter to copyright text or song lyrics. It works, but only barely. So it's the it, I, I, that seems like a really weird use of an
0: NFT to me. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, it unusual, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a thing there. Maybe you can like have your last will and testament sent through that or you know you and
1: i you and i keep having these ideas that we need to patent and maybe we just need to record the ideas and create an nft and we can be like look it's documented.
0: We had this yeah. idea before these people. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I feel like that's not going to So work. here's the problem with that. Yeah. Is that the U.S. patent law has changed uh, and it's no longer first to invent, it's first to file, mm. which lines us up with all the other countries. It doesn't uh, help me so at all. It really only helps to get it in. Now, yeah. what could be useful is if the U.S. Patent Trademark Office would make provisional patents uh, NFTable. Like you could just issue an NFT right? uh, because provisionals don't really mean anything other than a proof in time for your patent to kind of date back to. Mm -hmm. So that actually could be a really interesting use case. And I wonder if the U S patent trademark, because what they do right now, you send them a provisional patent. They just basically stamp the date on it and put it in a filing cabinet. Nobody looks at it. Right. Only look at it. When you actually file for a full patent Hmm. and then they look back at the provisional to see, to make sure that you claimed all that stuff in there so that you have rights to that going back to that day. By the way, uh, one other NFT story, I did not tag this, but I was reading about it and you probably read about it too. But the girl, uh, and I didn't know this meme before, Disaster Girl. So there's a picture of this girl in front of, you haven't seen it then, Mm -mm. uh, a picture of a girl in front of a a controlled burn house fire. Um, And she's got kind of this smirk on her face. Her dad apparently took this picture. This is like a 20-year-old picture now, um, or 18-year-old picture, something like that. So the girl in the picture made this an NFT and sold it, raked in almost half a million dollars on this sale. And she is using the money to pay off all of her college loans uh, and other debt that she's got. So that's brilliant. totally brilliant, right? That's like brilliant. What you should have done is been a part of an internet meme 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and now you would be able to cash in 20 years later and raking half a million bucks.
1: Fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. I, I wish I had thought of that 20 years ago. I mean, who knew? I
0: wish I would have been a part of an internet meme 20 years ago. I, I wonder if like that Star Wars kid, if he could NFT that uh, video and make some money on
1: that. We make some serious dough on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh. Next up, Volkswagen is being investigated for its Volkswagen stunt. And I'm actually really kind of happy about this Yeah. because maybe, just maybe, this will be the end of April Fool's jokes coming from dumb corporations annoying all of us around the 1st of April. Yeah. If they can get slapped with fines by the SEC, maybe this will be the end of it. Like, uh, I, can I'm, we just hope? I'm all for it. I mean, they had a huge stock bump a,
1: a, after this announcement. And, and and not only that, but I they- Added almost a billion dollars
0: onto their stock back.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so I mean, so not only did they release the press release, Right. But then they doubled down on it, which I think that was the big mistake. I think if they'd have done the press release, they're like, oh, no, it's just a joke. We're OK. I just think it's OK, but they doubled down. And then days later, they came out. No, no, no. It's just a, just an April Fool's joke. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's not OK for a publicly traded company. You just can't do that. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, I think I, I think they should get slapped with some fines for sure. I,
0: I And I think it should then prove to all the other companies like, no, don't don't. We're done with the April Fool's jokes. Like we're yeah. we're done. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Let's not anymore. do that. We're all done. We're all done with it. Let, let's let's leave it like we used to do it when our kids were young. Mm-hmm. We don't do them anymore. Like it's it's not that funny anymore. Mm-hmm. It was funny when they were small. Yeah. And they would get a kick out of it too. We're past it now. Like all and, done. and none of these jokes are really that funny no, anymore.
1: I haven't seen a good one in years, honestly. Yeah. Like if it's yeah. not genuinely clever and innovative, just don't even try. And most of them aren't. And if you're not sure, don't try. It's not. Lou, you lost. There you go. As you might have heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. And next up, Zoom launches Immersive View to unify participants in the same virtual room. So if you've already got Zoom fatigue, now you can have Zoom fatigue in
0: a different way. <laughs> I don't care about this at all. I, no. You know, I. So we kind of tested it out with, uh, with our son. I just wanted to take a look at it. Uh-huh. And it's actually kind of neat. Okay. It's, you know, instead of having everybody in their own square. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're overlaid onto this like virtual background and it looks like you're in a classroom together or sitting around a table together or whatever. Okay. Obviously you're not, but it kind of gives you that feeling a little bit okay. that maybe you're all together and not in your own like Hollywood squares box and you're trying to make, you know, a circle makes this the square, whatever. Uh, I, I've forgotten that reference, but um yeah, you you don't remember that game show? I, I haven't
1: watched that game show in so long. I I, I have no idea. Circle makes yeah. the square
0: or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's a saying. Yeah. But anyways, uh it's interesting and and our son was actually telling us that um apparently I think Microsoft Teams already has this. Yeah, they do. And yeah, so this is similar. a catch up for for Zoom. Um yeah. I yeah. mean yeah. it's not a game changer or anything and I think you and I probably do a lot of one-on-one Zoom calls, so it doesn't really do that much for us. But I guess for people that are doing classes and big meetings, maybe it feels- Maybe it'll be good. Like an all-hands meeting?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Talking about uh, something that's going to have a lot of hands? I don't know. Uh, That was a bad segue. Uh, Spotify launches paid podcasts through a new Anchor feature. I actually just got an email about this today. Yeah. Uh, announcing it from Spotify as well. Uh, so I think the big question is, are we turning tech talk y'all into a paid podcast and how much money are we going to rake in
1: $3 million? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we did, uh, we'd, we'd probably have some listenership tank. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, we, maybe we make like a, maybe we make like a special paid episode tier, you know, like maybe we do like a, like a techrex only episode or something, and, and it's a special, a special episode. But, but uh, that means
0: we have to do it frequently enough because uh,
1: yeah, it's true. It'd be it yeah. have to be like once a month probably to make it worthwhile.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can come up with enough wrecks. I I'm, probably I'm, not.
1: Yeah. I'm already having not. a
0: struggling time doing it once a week. Once
1: a week, yeah. Maybe it'd be <laughs> just a summary of all of our tech recs. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Just uh, so up. Here's a here's yeah. a summary to pay for for the thing that you can get for free. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's Somebody how all good sales
1: are. It's like, look, we're just gonna charge you. For something you could otherwise have for free, so that's yeah, I mean, th- this is interesting. True. I mean, it's kind of a Patreon sort of takeoff. We've talked about this. Apple's doing something similar. I think yeah. it makes sense. Um, it'll be interesting to see sort of how it all pans out. I think there's like three tiers, like three ninety nine, five ninety nine, seven ninety nine, something like that. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, the, the difference yeah. here is though that you get to keep a hundred percent of the money. They are not taking a cut.
1: Yeah, um, on yeah. that
0: money, at least not now.
1: Yeah, right. I
0: imagine in the future that's probably going to change.
1: Yeah. And but. I think Apple wants like thirty percent cut. So I mean, I think there's a there's a huge difference there. Yeah. Um, and to me, if I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put my money somewhere, I would put it on, into Spotify personally. I think Spotify is yeah. gonna end up winning this war. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see, sort of see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, I, I like Spotify. I'm not paying for any podcasts anytime soon. So yeah, that just is what it is. But speaking yeah. of paying for something, Toyota is buying Lyft's autonomous car division for. Five hundred and fifty million
0: dollars.
1: So it's so it's fascinating. A couple of thoughts here. First of all, you know, Lyft originally came out and said, "Oh, by twenty twenty one, most of our fleet is going to be autonomous, self driving cars that will come pick you up." And of course, that didn't happen. And then, They're if like- you go back to even like uh, I was, I was reading a different article from from today. Where Bezos in twenty thirteen has said, Oh, in five years we're gonna have drones delivering all your packages. So so like there's this <laughs> there's this history of these tech giants making these bold claims and being just so profoundly wrong. But Lyft, I thought by
0: 2020, we were supposed to have the flying Jetsons cars. That's too. all I'm trying to say.
1: Right. I mean, where's my hoverboard? Where's my flying Jetsons? car? I just need my, my my DeLorean and we're good to go. But I mean, but, I
0: think we aren't we past the year in back to the future? Oh, when yeah. We're supposed to have all that. Oh, stuff? for sure. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that happened a few years ago. Yeah. So so but my point here is that I will say Lyft was smart to invest in this technology. It looks like they made I mean, They bought a company for it. They built it up. They sold it for way more than they bought it for. They yep. obviously made some killer profit. And, I mean, obviously, this means Toyota is going to really get seriously into this uh, self-driving car game, which I think every automaker is going to have to do.
0: So, yep. props to them. Yep, yep. More innovation in that space is is a good thing. Uh, talking about uh, somebody that's doing autonomous deliveries, uh, the Girl Scout cookies are taking flight in Virginia using drones. Okay. I would buy... Like I would buy Girl
1: Scout cookies one box at a time just (laughs) to see a drone come to my house and drop it off. I'd be like buying one every like 30 minutes. Like there's a drone. Oh, I would do it almost just to mess with my neighbors, you know, like just like if I could get a drone flying over every 30
0: minutes, they'd be like, what is happening at his house? It'd be crazy. (laughs) This is like, um, uh, oh man, what was that startup in the dot-com days Uh, That would deliver you anything like a candy bar uh, with no cost on it. Oh, there was was a movie. Oh, my God. How can I forget the name of this?
1: There were a couple of delivery startups way back. Uh, I mean, like early 2000s. Uh,
0: But I don't remember. Was it? I got to look this up. I think it was startup.com was the movie um, that this was in. Uh, I might be mixing up my because there were a couple of movies. Yeah. Uh, Cosmo, that's what it was. Cosmo.com. Okay. Remember Cosmo? No, I never used it. No. So we really didn't have access to it here in Atlanta much. Like, I think in the city of Atlanta, you had a little bit of access. Right. And that was only near the end and then it imploded. But what I had heard was like in New York, you could order a candy bar, like a Snickers, and you would pray the price of the Snickers. And a courier on a bike would come and deliver it to you and no added surcharge on top of it. Gee, right, like, so you, I wonder why they imploded. <laughs> and and people would do this just to mess with them. That's what you reminded me of. So they would like order a Snickers like every hour or, or whatever all throughout the day, right? Oh, that's terrible. How is that going to work? But I... I, I Think and I hope the Girl Scouts are a little bit more um, situated in terms yeah. of their drone deliveries. Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, yeah,
0: but yeah. So I I, I gotta ask you here. Favorite Girl Scout cookie? Which one is it? Oh man, I like that one with the
1: hole in the middle that's got the uh, the coconut in it. I can't remember the name of that. What's it called? Um, Are those Samoa's? uh, I think yeah. I think I love the Samoa's, Samoas. and and then of course I mean I gotta love the Thin Mints. Like how do you not love the Thin Mint? You gotta freeze it though, and then eat it. I mean obviously right. I'm not I'm not a psycho. Freeze it. Yeah yeah. Cold thin Mints are the
0: best. Wait, you don't you didn't know this? I don't know that I've ever frozen. I think I. have Kept them in the free fridge because they oh, the chocolate will melt off of it. Ah, no,
1: dude. Right? Do Summer it the heat, freezer. It's, it's the good. way to go.
0: Okay. Thin mint is, is my my favorite <laughs> as well. Although it's been quite some time since I've had you and me both. Uh, any Girl Scout cookies. By the way, if any Girl Scouts are listening and, and you want to send some free boxes of Girl Scout cookies to us via drone, uh we would happily. We accept. are all for that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Time for the Weird Wacky segment
0: abominable snowman. (laughs) One of the TAs turned out to be a bot.
1: All right. Our first weird and wacky farming robot kills 100,000 weeds per hour with lasers. And let me just say, this thing is awesome.
0: Yeah. When I saw this article, uh, I had to tag it because it was with lasers. It's got Uh, 12 cameras. I would not have tagged it, but it's with lasers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it goes down the rows. It's got 12 cameras to spot weeds and then it has lasers to like pinpoint where it needs to zap the weeds. And apparently it can kill weeds about up up, on up to about 20 acres per day. Whereas a person can only do one acre per day. Yep. So like, this is pretty amazing and I'd like to see it in
0: action. Like, I
1: think we should take a field trip. I'm just saying.
0: And, on top of it, there's no chemicals or anything else like that. You're just burning up the weeds. It's You're just, just lasers frying them. Listen, we've all, as we that? all know, people, we, you have nothing to
1: fear from giving AI lasers. Like obviously, that's going to end well.
0: So I'm just oh, I just <laughs> realize what might be wrong with this plan.
1: This is a part of Skynet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're going to they're gonna train the lasers on yeah. us then uh, right yeah, after this. That's, that's they're just practicing yeah. on the weeds and then they're going to come after the humans. The, and the reason well, they're going to come after the humans is because of people like this next article, which I'll let you introduce. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this on Twitter. There's not an actual article. Right. There's a stream of tweets from this guy. Yep. But man spends six years parking in every spot in a parking lot. And oh, dude. I got to say, you got to look at The color-coded spreadsheets that this guy came up with. So this guy is in England. So good. And he decided uh, that he was going to park in every valid parking spot in a parking lot at his grocery store. And so it took him more time than he expected because of the pandemic, but it took yeah. him six years, six years he's been tracking this. Yeah. And he parked in every possible spot. He didn't park in the handicap spots because right. that's not allowed for him so, or the, the family motorcycle. spots because or the motorcycle, yeah. but the family spot, because he has kids, he, he was able to park in those, but it is. And, and so just to be clear, impressive. this is on his weekly
1: trip to the store to buy groceries. So it's not, we're not saying like, Oh, he went there in the middle of the night and then just pulled and parked. No, no, no. We're no, saying no. on his weekly trip, he tracked where he parked in the parking lot each time until he parked in every single space. For what reason, I mean, who really knows, but there was there was one particular part of his tweet thread that just cracked me up. So he said, I'm gonna read this particular quote. He said, tweet. He says, after quite a few years of going each week, I started thinking about how many of the different spots I'd parked in and how long it would take to park in them all, period. My life is one long roller coaster, period. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I like this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My life is uh, way and, long and then he goes, This week I completed my magnum opus. Uh, you know, I, I will say that um, it's kind of fascinating. He's ranked the parking spots based on parking spots you should avoid because they're bad. Yeah. And then the ones that are good. And what it made reminded me of I don't know. I don't know if we've ever recommended this site before. It kind of doesn't matter <laughs> right now during a pandemic, but. Uh, the website Seat Guru, so there's oh, yeah. a bonus Tech Rec you. Seat Guru, yeah. uh, will tell you on a plane which ones are the best seats and which seats to avoid. Oh, man, I need that. Because maybe they don't recline or because they're too close to the bathroom or, you know, there's it's too cold because of whatever. Um, and so they, they give you all of that information. His parking lot map w- reminded me of that yeah it, you yeah. know if you go to this parking uh, lot you know exactly what spots are good and where you should well park.
1: the other thing that was great about the parking lot map i can't believe we're talking so much about a parking lot map on this <laughs> podcast oh my gosh no no how the, awesome is but it but the best part of the parking lot map is the best spots he has rate he, he has them labeled as god tier. <laughs> That's just hilarious, and
0: and I gotta say, I wonder how long it took him to get the god tier ones because they're all the ones that are closest to the the supermarket. Yeah, so those are always busy and full. So those were probably the toughest ones for him to. It's so great.
1: It's so great. All right. So, next article: A college student used GP gpt3 to write fake blog posts and ended up being at the top of hacker news so gpt3 listeners
0: probably don't understand like three or four of the phrases in that in that that, yeah exactly
1: well and i'm not entirely sure i understand all of it either most of it right so gpt3 is an ai that does written that creates written language and so essentially what he did was he created an introductory paragraph on his own and then the ai wrote the rest of the article and then he posted it To Hacker News and it ended up getting like number one ranking for that particular day. And basically the point was proving that we're getting to a point where AI written articles can be pretty fantastic and maybe scary good. And maybe that means we really shouldn't trust everything we read on the internet because it's created by an AI with
0: lasers. Yeah, that will kill you. Uh, By the way, if you don't know Hacker News, Hacker News is the website that still looks kind of like a circa 1994, 95 website, yep. uh, kind of like Craigslist as well, which yep. is uh, the same design and style, but it's run by Y Combinator, which is pretty well known in the startup circles. Yep. Uh, but it is the incubator program, uh, accelerator program. I don't know which one they call it. I guess it's an accelerator, not an incubator, accelerator program. For startups that uh, a lot of well known startups like Lyft and Airbnb and and folks like that have gone through. Uh, So they've got a a website. You can go to news.ycombinator.com and you can see some of this nerdy news. And and if you go and troll there, you will probably see some of the articles that we talk about. Absolutely. uh, Before we talk about them. Uh, Next up, uh, somebody else that has fooled people and things a Russian AI graphic designer, in quotes, fooled the world for an entire year. So yep. this agency, this legit agency, put together software uh and actually even gave it a name, Nikolai something mm-hmm. or another. Yeah. And this AI, you would pay it up to, I think it was like a thousand dollars. It was like
1: fifty, yeah, thousand and fifty. I mean, it was a, it was a decent amount bucks. of money.
0: Right. Yeah. And you would only get one revision. Uh, you it would create you a logo, uh, or this designer would create you a logo, but in fact, it was software. And it went for a year and People didn't realize that they were getting logos done by a computer.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: I mean, in that, in that, really
1: tells me that number one, design. I mean, c- it can really be to some degree consumed and manufactured by an AI that that's a learning algorithm that has a learning algorithm. Uh, and number two, that means that, um, well, I, I don't know, maybe a lot of our designs are going to start coming from AIs at some point. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder then. What you do to have good design, right? Like to have a human, my, my guess is that like you,
1: you have elite designers that are like, yeah, really amazing. And then you've got this middle tier that's sort of maybe they're getting working. Maybe not. I think the I think the lower tier of design just completely goes away and becomes automated. Honestly. Yeah.
0: We'll yeah. I, I've always felt like, you know, the thing that you can't automate, you can't do by rote is that creativity part. Mm hmm but maybe you can to some level.
1: Well, I mean, I think I think what you can do, and it's what designers do anyways, you take components, right? So like when a, when somebody, a client comes in and say, okay, I want a logo and I want these colors and here are all of the logos that I really like and I want to, you know, and this one's, a, yeah. this one's a shape-based logo and this one's got hard lines. And then you go, oh, okay, well, let me just borrow from this and borrow from this and borrow from this and pieces all together and boom, here you go. And there's no reason that an AI can't do exactly that. So I yeah. think I think maybe creating original pieces of art is very different than what we're talking about. But when you're talking about like logos or like t-shirt design or something like that, I mean, really, you're just creating iterations of other things that have been out in the marketplace most of the time, which is exactly what this AI probably was doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, as you were talking, I started thinking about our logos for Tech Talk Y'all mm-hmm. and Together Letters. Yep and thinking about the logos of both of those and those are two different designers. Yep. Uh I don't think a AI would have come up with either and I love both of them. Yeah. It's uh, distinctly, both of them yeah. really speak to the thing that we're doing and they have unique elements both of them. Yep. That I don't think either one of us actually fed into the process. Right? Right? The designers both came up with those ideas that that kind of ended up in that but, logo.
1: But it's similar like where I don't know if you've ever done this, but like canva.com has like a little logo yeah. designer and you pick your things. And honestly, sometimes it'll come out with something really fantastic and maybe that's a one out of 10 times, but that means one out of 10 times you're good to go. So I, I mean, right. it's, it, we're going to see more and more of this. Uh, I think as, as some of this stuff becomes more and more commoditized.
0: Yeah. Tech rack, tech rack, time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 chicky, chicky. tech tick,
1: all right, Sanjay, Tech
0: Rec time. What do you have for us today? So I've got a service that we have just recently hooked up into Together Letters to help us with uh, emailing all of our users uh, once they've signed up and it's called Email Octopus. Uh, it is a very simple, straightforward service, um, lets you do email campaigns very, very easily. The interface is nothing super fancy, but it's easy to navigate yeah. and it's straightforward and it's got all the things that you want. You can do automations in there as well. But the thing that I think I really like is that, first of all, it's free up to 2,500 users. Yeah, I uh, love contacts that. Contacts in there. That's It's a nice, beefy uh, size there. But on top of that, if you want to pay even less for it, you can use your own Amazon SES account. So, if you're technical, SES is a simple email service. So, you can actually use your own account to have all of that email re- relayed out. And the cost, I did the math, it ends up being cheaper than paying email Octopus for using their account mm. uh, instead. So, yeah, why not? Right? Like, I'll do this. They still charge you some money for those contacts, but it ends up being a lot less expensive. And since for Together Letters, we're already doing email. We already have all that stuff set up and hooked up. Yeah. Uh, might as well just add one more stream into it and, and just pay for it in one big gulp yeah. there. So so, so I, I love this really service, nice. <clears throat> but though...
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me try that again. <laughs> so I love the service, but I kind of have a problem with the name, okay? Because I yeah. feel like what they did is they looked at MailChimp and they're like, yeah. hmm, not, not mail, no, email... And they used a land animal, animal and we're going to use a sea animal <laughs> email octopus. I think that's, I feel like that's what they did. Like I did it just, it, it's come on. They could have done It very
0: bad. well might be, but yeah. I mean, there's a lot of companies that have animals in their name, like SurveyMonkey. Yeah, right. that's true. And, and previously MailChimp and SurveyMonkey actually had a deal. They were doing some stuff together before they were acquired. And, uh, and I think they found it humorous that they were both.
1: Monkeys? Ch- monkey chimpanzee yeah. based. Fair uh, point. Yeah. Primate
0: based, uh, primate, based. primate based. Primate Yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to have any kind of animal name in your name if you're in the email space and not be like, hey, are you ripping off of MailChimp? I feel
1: like they could have been like snail mail non snail male panda would have been a good one, you know? Like non snail
0: male panda. Yeah, that's a good I, one. That doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue. As I feel well like it does. I think you're not correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll we'll send them an email because that's how they work, and and see what they think about changing their name. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's do that. That's snail a, Speaking of, hey. Speaking of, by the way, I did that this
1: week. So I I used a service. Uh, I forget the name of the service. It's 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 to buy flowers for my wife. Okay, and it's actually uh-huh. a great service. I'll I'll find it. And I'll post the link in the show notes. But I used a service. I bought flowers for her for Mother's Day. And uh-huh. they have sent me in the last two weeks, no less than 10 email promotions. So I finally responded back and was like, Hey, listen, I, I actually wanted to be a part of your email promotions, but one marketer to another, this is ridiculous. So I went to opt out and just have some of your emails and there wasn't even a choice to opt out and only have some of your emails. So now I'm unsubscribing from all of your lists and you're going to end up losing sales because of this. Just, to, just to let you know. And I got a response back. It was pretty great. It was from their, their support team. And they said, I totally agree with you.
0: I'll forward this to our marketing team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, well, yes, you do.
0: <laughs> so they, they've just been waiting for somebody to complain about that because this whole time they've like, I need a champion to Ugh. be able to forward on to uh, somebody, it was marketing so frustrating, nuts. It's yeah. so
1: crazy. It's like I literally just bought from you two weeks ago. Why are you hitting me up constantly? I'm obviously not going to buy more right now. The ones I bought haven't even been delivered yet. Like what? Like what <laughs> in the world? So anyway, yeah. all right. So slow your roll. My tech wreck. Uh, so my yeah. tech wreck is the Cyplus portable air compressor. So this is actually pretty great. It is a it is an air compressor that is uh, battery powered. So you just charge it up. And then you can uh, you know, hook it up to a tire that needs to be blown up and you can set the PSI that you need to blow the tire up for and press go. And it blows it up until it's at that PSI and then you're done. So it's pretty great. And I think it was like 20 bucks on Amazon or something like that. I ended up getting this from my dad. Uh, so thanks, dad, for this. I appreciate you letting me steal your air compressor. And um, <laughs> I would strongly recommend checking it out. I mean, everybody really should have something like this in their car for like, you know, a flat tire or help a stranger or something like that. And so, you know, why not this one?
0: This is this is pretty nice. And it does bike tires and car tires.
1: It does all of it. All of it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So yeah, if you need a need a little portable air like this is a great this is a good like father's day dude kind of gift you know or techie in your family kind of gift if somebody mom or dad likes tech stuff this is a great tech gift so i mean you know there's holidays coming up birthdays anniversaries i i, I like this uh, it's pretty i love the fact that you can set the psi too yeah i listen i just thought then it. it's just a no-brainer i got an i got a wedding anniversary coming up obviously this is what i need to buy her for our wedding anniversary <laughs> i mean clearly I can be like, hey, baby, so you're, here's, here's you're, your You're planning tires? on this being your last wedding anniversary <laughs> is, is what I'm hearing. Well, it's probably better than uh, than other things I, I could buy. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I've really fallen short on many a wedding anniversary gift. So I'm going to have to work on yeah. this one. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Sanjay. Well, with all of that in mind, how can our listeners
0: find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayParek.com. What about you, Adam? Just find me on Twitter at AJ Walker
1: or on my blog at AdamJWalker.com, where I am starting to actually post a few things again. I'm actually doing most of my original content on Substack and then I'm porting it back over to my blog so you can check it out there or find me on Substack. That's fine too. So uh, yeah, those are the three places. I think think that's good.
0: You you just petered out there. Yeah, the so I end. just I just like I was like I don't <laughs> have anything else to I, say. I felt like I'm, you were gonna say something I'm else. I'm still and talking and I
1: don't have anything else to say, so I'll just stop talking.
0: That's that's my entire day right there. Yeah, I, talking and I have nothing to say.
1: Well, I mean that you know that's the trick, right? Is is knowing when to stop. It's difficult.
0: That's like George Costanza, right? Uh, in Seinfeld, you you leave on the high note. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You say the one good thing in a meeting and then you're. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm out, and then you leave, and then you know they're they're all still laughing in there, and you you don't mess it up by saying something bad afterwards. Yeah, yeah
1: that's right. Because
0: you don't want to stay, and then goof up your high note. I mean, you don't you don't want to take it down. Because they'll yeah, because they'll remember the low. They won't remember the high then. <laughs>